Welcome back to the Compound Podcast, presented by Parsley Ron. This is episode, who the fuck knows? 140. 140. 140. Episode 140 of the Compound Podcast, presented by Parsley Ron. I love Parsley. You love Parsley. It's 2023. First episode of 2023. We're back. Thank you for staying with us through the hiatus of the holidays. I hope everybody had a great new year. Happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Great holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Happy New Year, sorry. We're gonna start. We're gonna start off this year by picking a winner to the Kendra Scott Photoshop contest. Who gets a Tom T-shirt? Gets they get their choice of the compound T-shirts in the John Boy Media Shop. Keep I like to tell a little backstory first. The backstory is, I'm in Austin. I'm in, on South Congress, which is a, a street there, a little shopping street. And I'm walking down. I see this big Kendra Scott sign. I knew the store was there, but I was like, oh, I'll take a picture of this. Be great. I snapped the photo, sent it to the group text. Tom goes, what do you want me to do with this photo of the Kendra Scott store? Why didn't you take a picture in front of the it store? It was kind it was of like, a good you know point. What? I would have made more sense for you to stay in front of it. Sorry, Tom. Sorry I didn't go pose in front of the store. But then he came up with a great idea for this Photoshop. People loved it. It was great. And so now we have some candidates and we're going to pick uh, who gets the shirt. And it was all uh, thanks to Tom. Tom, maybe put um, like the finalists up in the. Uh, in the YouTube, in, the, U- in yes. the YouTube. First finalist is the is the. I think I already got my vote. Pictures, pictures of all of us. And Rizzo is the son with the parsley bottle. It's us in like random pictures like they found on like our Instagram, I think. That. <laughs> That one is fantastic. I mean, you got Nico in the back saying, is that so? Scotty's on. And then there's a Sloan valve in that one, too, that's very sneaky, right by like. Oh, that's right in front of you. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Uh, One of Ian. Then you have the one. The one where Tom, the one where Tom is the uh, is the bird above. everybody. That's the most well done edit, I think. I love that one. That one is fantastic. This this one with the shopping bag where Shorty is running with the shopping bag killed me. I don't know what the random duck is. I'm That's not what sure I'm why the, I don't. I'm not sure why me? the duck is there. But like, I don't but know why it's there. Whoever did it, I would like for them to tell us why the duck is there. But Shorty running with this bag is photoshopped so perfectly and hilarious. That is good. That's some. That's good stuff right there. I appreciate the one that was the uh, the lockout photos. Uh, different, different, and interesting. Probably not the winner. Probably not the winner, but different, and interesting. I already know my vote. And then you, and then you have this one with all the with all the uh, bubbles and Dakota's hat with the question mark. Cracks me up. TBD. Probably. Never. And then, and then this. This eggnog, the, you drinking the eggnog with this photo is the eggnog one's the best one because you also got Zach holding an iPad that says Kike Hernandez highlights on it. Hey, and you know what's funny is that that's incredible. The picture or the thumbnail of that is at Comerica too. That's so, and then but then they have the the billboard, stupid billboard that John Boy had, really dumb billboard that cut my name off it. Keep it in, <laughs> Tom. Fun. Don't cut that. It's a dumb billboard. <laughs> so minus a point for putting that in there but plus a point for the eggnogs they're back to plus, plus 10 points for the eggnog oh okay okay everybody has to vote Tom, well, then you, you vote got first. the last one and there was one more 
with Ian making a catch. Oh yeah. Me and Tom looking posing for a picture basically together. Dakota, that's it a look, great that's a great photo of you. That was from it looks the house. like you were, you were in that photo, Ian. It's when we visited yeah. the John Boy house. It looks like I'm visiting a Sloan Sloan stall. Yeah, it does. <laughs> everybody, everybody has to put in your vote. Tom, you first. Before we vote, very quickly, I want to think there was way more recipients than the just these people. So many people put in photoshops, including our own uh, Sarah Tepper, who does a great job on the TikToks. Hers is honestly probably my favorite, but she's totally ineligible. She spent all day lobbying me to try to become eligible. Sorry if you work for the company, you're not eligible to win the prize. That's fair. But I thank you. Maybe fair. give her a shirt anyway to wear around. Give yeah, I said, I said that's what I said to her. And I said, if you want a compound yes, shirt, we'll just get you a compound shirt. You don't need yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but thanks everyone who participated. I'm going to vote my favorite one. There's so many good ones. Me as the hawk really makes me laugh. But I like the one with Dakota and I, because we both have on the necklaces that we didn't receive from Kendra Scott. So that's my vote. Damn, wow. You, you have good eyes, Tom. I didn't know you weren't wearing it either. Yeah, that one's very detailed. That one, by the way, is from... Oh, we all, we're all wearing them. Yes. Uh, that's from Joe at Burden Burner uh, on Twitter. So thanks to Joe for that. Okay, that's your vote, uh, Zach. Mine, mine is the one with me holding the iPad just because of Dakota's face. And then in the background, you can see Hap like leaning over, making a smirk and like looking at us just like, Jesus, they're idiots. Like this is this is who I work with. Dakota. But I will say no Tom, though. I don't think. Yeah, no Tom. It's okay. I don't like that one. That one. I don't like that. Well, it's okay. That one's by Jameson Hiller. They did a great job. Trying to see if he's hidden in there somewhere. A lot of these got hidden people. That's what I'm looking. I'm looking at like it's where's Waldo? Where's Seeing Tom? if he's like in the tree or something. Can I tell you, there's a guy in the background who I did think for a second could have been me. I thought that and was due to. I was like, that, that's that's fucked up if that's Tom. Yeah. Dakota. It's 100% the eggnog one. It's not even close. No offense. You put eggnog in there I, and you had my vote instantly. I didn't even have to look at anything else. You see anything? I'm, I'm going to go with this first one with Rizzo as the sun with all of us in it. Well, uh, you got of outvoted. Course, of course. You got outvoted, so. Weird. But Efros, Efros in the sign and Nico back there, that one was hilarious to me. You know what? Um, but you the know- eggnog one was a close number two, and I'm happy that they're the winner. You know why I hate the Rizzo one? Because he's who you wish you were with. We're like, you're, you settled for us. That's a fact. You settled. No. And this is what you're stuck no. with now. And you wish you were with no. your main man, Tony. Like, oh, me and Tony hanging out, being hey, best friends. Hey, Riz. Tony would be, Tony would be, remember we were on the 90 foot and he'd be hard to work with. Ian, that was also my, that was my second. If I didn't vote for the other one, I was going to vote for that one. And that's my that by the way. She DM'd us. That's, people might not see that one. I'll make sure that's on the, in the video, because that was Good just thing you didn't vote that one. Because if we had a two-two draw, this could get crazy. Well, then two people would have got shirts. You know, that's Ooh. true. Oh, we're just handing out participation trophies now, Tom. Come well, on. not anymore because the Madison only got one vote. Sorry to Madison. Okay, we have a very special episode today with um, new Cubs. Congrats catcher. to our winner! Congrats to our winner! Yep, congrats to our winner. Uh, enjoy the shirt. We have a new uh, new Cubby. Tucker Barnhart just officially announced today. Uh, talked to the press today, I guess. I'm very excited to have him on. Very excited to talk. Talk a little switch hitting. We're going to talk a little uh, catching behind the dish. Um, joining a new team, former teammate of Shorty's. So very excited for that. Before that, not that much happened um, while we were gone. But I would like to touch on 
a contract extension from Rafael Devers brought to you by Athletic Greens, because you better have your Athletic Greens if you're going to go out there and get a contract extension. AG1. Dakota, did you have it this morning? I did. Every morning. I don't eat it at night like you, you psychopath. Or drink it, sorry. Yeah, I did have was that last pod that I was drinking it at night. Yeah, you drink it at night. Um, psycho. I just I've been I've been traveling quite a bit. I travel. Uh and I've been taking the uh the travel packs uh on the road with me so that I can make sure I get my 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food su- sourced superfoods and probiotics with me. Smart. Um and very, very, very convenient to travel with them. Uh, Zach, would you like to say something nice about uh, AG one? Zach loves uh, I mean, every, every morning. Still, what I mean, you know, it's just kind of a part of a daily routine. So, no one of the athletic athletic greens family over here. Okay, no contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while tasting good. Athletic greens, free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athletic greens dot com slash compound athletic greens.com slash compound take ownership over your health okay let's talk about rafael devers 11 for 331 talk to me dakota i think in two years he will be severely underpaid with that contract i think he could get an absurd amount of money if you waited till free agency, because I well, think free agency is only one year. Free agency is only one year. He's in his he's in his last year of all. No, I know, but I'm saying after this year, I think he would have got like a four hundred million dollar contract from a team. Yeah, I think so he's you, you're saying you're saying if he played through this year, you think he has another unbelievable year like he's had his whole career. Market's a little light next year, and you're saying he goes out, somebody clips him. I think 50, he gets a bigger deal. Than Aaron Judge. Whoa! Because he's, he's only 27 20, years he's only 20, old. He'll be yeah, 27 in that. What are you paying? I mean. 20, 20 years? I'm saying he'll be two years younger. No, I know. Judges. I know. I just think that's a huge difference. That's two more years of prime baseball. Does So he signed that $17 million one year. Does that count for this year or, or does it count into that contract? It's included. Yeah. 17 and a half uh, was his last ARB number. That's included in this deal. Do you think yesterday when they were tweeting all that out, they're like, ooh, they think this is good. Just wait. And I think or, exactly, or, yeah, it was, or they were like, wow, we're getting bitched at right now. We better uh better extend this guy in 24 hours. No, this thing, this thing's been in the works for a long time and they've been talking for years, but they've been they've been close for a little while. Um they got this I think this was like the last kind of goodwill gesture to get that number out there. Honestly, a little bit surprising that they posted it and didn't just wrap it into the contract. Um, but obviously getting that done early kind of signaled that they were talking and working on stuff. So, I mean, good for him. Regardless if this, I think this is a good deal both ways. I think obviously he's played in Boston. He likes it there. They need to lock down a horse. Like he is young. He gets paid. There's a lot of security. He gets to play in Boston for the rest of his career. And then I think this is a good deal for the Red Sox to have him and in the middle of the lineup every day. I love yeah. watching him play. And, I, and that's what I'm I say fan. underpaid, but I mean, like, he could have gotten more. If I think waited, so, too. I think. Yeah. I think that's I, – if people balk at this number, if people are like, 330, yeah. that's ridiculous. It's getting 30 like, million a year. Just Yeah. Well. It, I calculated it. You're smart. 
I can type into a calculator. I think I think Zach would agree with me though, because I know Zach loves Devers. No, I I think he's great. Again, I didn't I forgot how how young he was, but it's like at some point I just feel like you're splitting hairs where it's like you know he's making thirty mil opposed to thirty three or whatever, and like yeah, obviously that's that's a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but at no. at the same time, like he's young. You don't know what's going to happen when he gets older. It, it, again, it, it's just every it's every contract though. But it's like again, if somebody comes I think up, he to can you play and says, first too. Like that's what I play was first. Say right, he can I think play first towards the end. Is he doesn't play short like a demanding position where it's like, hey, he's going to wear down. It's like he can go sit at first base and hit you thirty homers when he's thirty five. You know what's crazy too is he put. Yeah, you can say that he plays with the uh, with uh, the green monster too. But like, if he's going to pull a ball, you better you got to pull it to get it out of there. Like that's that's a yeah, long a, way to center field and to right center. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think as a lefty, no shift is going to help him a little bit, not like significantly because he's a great hitter and he sprays the ball. But I have a little. I have a lot of Red Sox friends who I went to school with who are still in the area. We were talking last <laughs> week at the dinner, and uh, we were just talking about Devers and just how kind of you know everybody's getting extended and there was kind of radio silence, I guess you know, on social media and stuff. And then when he signed that one deal yesterday, we were all like, oh my God, he's going to walk. Like they're going to let him walk. I didn't know that obviously didn't know it was going to happen the next day, but I was like, I just feel like you gotta, gotta lock this guy up, especially with the Mookie trade with who I think Jeter Downs was like the last piece of that to not be there. Oh no, they still have Verdugo, but like Jeter Downs was supposed to be this, the, the next big thing coming up for them. And they caught, a lot of heat of that when they DFA'd him recently. And it's like, you're, you're letting all of these guys go. You better sign this guy to a long year. Or I think it was, year. yeah, it was the same as judge. It was like, if you let him go ownership in the GM, like you'll never live it down. Like you can't right. let that guy that you built in your system, leave your team. Cause that's a top 10 hitter in baseball. Realistically. I think that's, since. I think that's such a good example of like, of the prospect thing about how like, Oh, all these prospects and everything's going to be great. They're all going to be so good. They traded Mookie for just, uh, what, four players. What do they get? Four or five guys. Yeah. It was with some go downs. Um, I'm not sure who else, but, but with some top guys in, in that, uh, oh, Connor, farm Connor Wong. and you know, you look back now and you're like, nobody nobody from that trade is on the Red Sox roster except for the guy that was already producing in the big league. So Again, that's like – the- it's like what Theo said years ago. It's like, I will trade a prospect any day of the week. You just don't know. You have no idea what's going to happen. See, it's, not, it's not, not easy to prove yourself in the big leagues. That's all. Tom? I was going to say, I, take? Can't, I can't believe that the Mookie – like looking at the Mookie Betts trade – the Dodgers also got Price, which I understand was, yeah. but they they gave two players, Mookie Betts and David Price, and only gave up three players. It's it's still one of the most mind boggling trades we've ever seen. I think Mookie Betts is one of the best outfielders in baseball for the last decade. He's going to continue to be that, and we they got rid of him for seemingly no reason. Mookie Betts is like realistically the second best player in baseball, like behind Mike Trout. Sorry, I saw Jeter Downs make his debut against Zach's Go Tigers, and let me tell you, not shocked that he's no, no longer with the Red Sox. Hey. Hope, hope him well in the future. Hey, come on. That's a good pitching staff on that team, all right? The Tigers. Go Tigers. And then, hey, he did he did 
have his first hit against Garrett Cole, right? Maybe that's why you're so salty. Ooh. He scored a game-winning run, too, in extra yeah. innings. He had right? a huge hit against Ooh. the Indians. I'll give that. Yeah, Tom, you know Tom. what? I just I literally read you like a book. It's kind of incredible. I was going to ask Tom a question about trading Yankees prospects, but I don't want to get into it. Is there anything else? Oh, the Cubs signed Hosmer. Uh, very exciting. Hos is a long track record of being a great player and has a, a, a bunch of gold gloves. Um, will be a great addition for us. I think hot take. I think Haas is going to uh, benefit from no shift, maybe more than anybody else in baseball. He hits the ground balls so hard. 56 so hard. ground ball last year, which is truly how, how high? 56. Yep. And he hits it, and, but he hits the ball hard on the ground. I've watched him in San Diego hit multiple ground ball doubles in the middle of the field. Like ground ball through in the second base hole double. Good player. And he's got some winning culture behind him as well from the KC run, which is very and Team USA. It's been around. Guys speak very highly of playing with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you want to talk about your Jets? Lions with the day of their no, life coming up on Sunday. I want to talk about that, Ian. We were in the group message, I think, last week uh, when the Jets were playing, and uh, Zach wasn't being very nice. He was being a little short. Little, uh, little, not very. A little um, short, Ian. Well, nice. That wasn't supposed. That wasn't supposed. I knew, he, supposed was, I to knew he was going to jump. A little on. pun. Nice, man. I appreciate that, man. He, he appreciate was. Uh, he was not being very nice. And then I, I looked up the jet score to figure it out, and that's what it was. The Jets were getting. No, smashed. you know, like it was. It was a mixture between that and then the time. I mean, that we were recording. Kind of, I was trying to figure out a hitting schedule as well, um, because we're recording at night those next two times next week was the next week or the week after next week. so i was kind of i was kind of doing some things watching my team absolutely just kill my hopes yeah. and dreams so you know it happens man like give yeah, me yeah. a break you know, i'm human oh, for sure. i have something we can talk about we haven't talked about that we have a live show coming up next week yeah you guys do well i think it's just ian boo just ian boo nobody listened boo I don't know when I don't know when this is going to be released on the pod or the YouTube. We have to figure out the logistics of. I was going to say, sorry, it's live on Marquee. So if you're a if you live yes. in the Marquee watching area, you can watch it live on Marquee from Cub Scott. OK, this is what's this is happening. We're doing a live compound at the Cubs convention, which oh. is really me talking to guys at CubsCon. Unfortunately, the Zoom capabilities were too difficult to include Zach and Dakota and Tom. So we're going to then try to turn that into an episode. It'll be live on Marquee if you want to watch on Marquee. And then we're going to try to turn it into an episode and uh, and and release that later. But we do we have another um, guest coming on next week, hopefully confirmed um, tentatively uh, and would be a really fun guest for us to talk to. Um, Why don't you say who it is? I don't say confirmed tentatively. Those are two words that mean the opposite. I don't want. I don't want to say who it is because the tentative confirmation scares me, and I don't want to say who it is and then whiff it because then I'll be disappointed. How about this? He plays for Tucker Barnhart's old old team. I think that's. I think. I think that's enough about that too. I think that's enough to get the people going. Uh, Let's get to the Tucker Barnhart. 
interview. Two time gold glover. Brought to you by. Brought to you by Roman. Tucker Barnhart coming up in a sec, but first, do you want a better sex life? If so, you're not alone. Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men, addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. In men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test and treatment for low T. At Roman, there's no waiting rooms and no hassle. It's just a straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your own. Medication or testing is appropriate. Roman will send it directly to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. To learn more about how you can achieve your own personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash johnboy today. That's ro.co slash johnboy today for 20% off your entire first order. Ro.co slash johnboy. Tucker Barnhart time. Ro.co. Yeah. Ro.co. Tom, uh, how do you think they know that it's uh, four times longer? I think there's probably been some testing. You know, our friends over there at Roman, they're doctors. They do, they do science. They do tests. They do studies. They run independent studies. Let's get to the interview with Tucker Barnhart. Wait, when a when a shorty when a gold glover asks a gold glover to do something, you do That's, it. That's I mean, apparently, Jesus, how quick <laughs> how quickly they forget. <laughs> I love I love what you uh, you have your name as. That's yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. As as I, soon as I texted him, as soon as I texted him, he was like, "Shorty's gonna kill me for giving <laughs> me so much shit for not no. saying yes when you asked." I, I did say it was my fault because when you said book me for next week, I completely forgot to like even answer it. And then I texted you that night and I was like, eh, whatever. I, I understand. Shorty, Shorty is he, Shorty texts me like two hours before he wants to come <laughs> on. I, I got two kids, bro. I got a five-year-old, I got a two-year-old, I got a wife. I got a I lot know. of shit going I know. on, brother. That's what I, I, I did say. I said, I, you know what guys, it's on. I said, it's partially on me <laughs> I, and they can, they can vouch. It's my fault. <laughs> you're, you're doing the media tour right now. You just did, you did the official Cubs announcement today, right? I did. I'm doing it all today. I'm knocking it all out one fell swoop. It's good. What are you what are you most excited for about Chicago? Obviously, you were in the central for a long time, played in Chicago quite a bit, but like what's the one thing being on the cubby side that you're excited about? For sure. Well, first of all, I've heard like I've heard so many good things about the Cubs organization as a whole and just how they treat players and how um just that they do it right. And and, and it looked like that from as a visiting player, right? Like you come in, I mean. I think it goes without saying the environment at Wrigley Field is just it's second to none. Right. So you see that right off the top. Um, and then as a as an organization, when you hear things like that, like playing against you guys when I was in Cincinnati, when you all were making uh, or we were making a run of y'all then, obviously, but y'all were making a run in the playoffs. I would say like I would mention it to Rizzo, like I get to first and be like, you guys look like you're having a blast. And, it, and it's like year after year after year after year it just it didn't matter who was on the team what the lineup was it just looked like you guys were having a good time and it looked like a bunch of dudes that love playing with each other that love playing ball and and again it didn't matter who like was on the team it just looked like a blast and you couple that with the environment and then from everything i've heard about how the organization treats players like it just i would say that's probably the thing that that i'm excited about the most so did you go into free agency like kind of 
hoping being like, hopefully Chicago reaches out. I mean, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, I'd be lying if towards the end of the year in, in Detroit, I mean, it was, it was clear that I wasn't going to go back there and that's fine. I know there's no ill will or anything like that at all. And, and, and I understand completely. Um, and then I, then you, I think the, the human element of things, you start to look around, obviously free agency is coming up. And so you, you start to look around to see, well, this could be a fit or this could be a fit or, or maybe it is, or it isn't or whatever. Um, I'm a Midwest, I'm a Midwest dude. So I live in Indianapolis, I live two and a half hours away from Wrigley field. So I, I, I was lucky. I was lucky as hell with the reds to be an hour and 45 minutes, like door to door for almost eight years of my career. And then, so I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't hopeful that the Cubs would reach out just because proximity to home, um, just again, the environment, things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I was hopeful for sure. I love that. Love a Midwest guy staying in the Midwest. <laughs> me too. Me too. What's up? Do you go back on off days? Is that your, do you like, if we have an off day in Chicago, do you usually go home? It'll depend. I mean, it'll depend. We're, we're building a house right now. So I may. Um, I didn't know I, I went I did early on in my career in Cincinnati I'd go home on off days but then it just got it got to become a lot I mean it yeah. especially like when when my family's all with me like it may be different now just because my oldest son is getting ready to start he'll start kinder like real kindergarten in August so that that'll change things where they're they're gone for the last two months of the year and then obviously if we make playoffs like they'll be back in and out there but it, it could change if like if we have an off day at home or whatever and say we have a night game, which obviously we don't have many, but if we have a night game the next day and I could get home after a day game, spend like 36 hours at home, then then maybe. Um, yeah. But it just, you, it just you know, becomes a lot. You, you can blame it on the kids, but you can tell us that it's hard to golf when you're going back and forth on off days. A uh, thousand percent. There you go. thousand percent. Hey, so say, it's no a safe space that. here. Even though Tuck, even you're though a player, club, huh? I play a little bit. I can play a little bit now. I, I, I warned him. Hey, I, I did say that you were ducking matchups though all year. That's not and true in either. That's not true either. Come on. In spring, in, on. in spring, in fairness, I had no idea who you were in spring. Let's <laughs> oh, yikes. Oh, hey, but no, yikes. no, 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 because you hey, came up to me. You were like, that, "Hey, Shorty, I heard you play golf," and I was like, "Oh, I don't dope." Mean that disrespectfully, yeah. I don't mean it disrespectfully. I didn't know who anybody was really, to be honest with you, in spring training. Um, but. Uh, I will say I will say that my club at home will be hard to not come home and play at and all at off you know during off days. But I got down to a I think I got down to a three, got down to like a three four this past summer, Ian. But I'm a, I went into the into the winter with like at a three eight or something like that. Ian, is that good enough to play in your group? I know you're pretty stingy That's about tight. who's allowed in. That's tight. I love that. Right. Are you are you a guy that plays during spring training? Will you get out? Oh yeah, I'm. So my first. So the way that the all the uh, the housing and shit out there, like looking at it or whatever, we didn't start looking until obviously I knew where I was going to be. So it's a it, it's a madhouse finding a, finding a spot with the with the it's waste management and the Super Bowl oh out God. there this year. So my my family is going to come out at the end of February and then like the middle of March for a week at a time, um, and then I'm we must have found it. Hell, we must have found it like the day that it dropped on. Um, vrbo or whatever but i found a condo on the ninth green on, of the champions course at tpc <laughs> so i uh is so jealous i'll God, be there man. i'll be there for quite a while i'll be at that course probably every day in the afternoon until we start <laughs> playing games 
no shorty you're gonna have a lot of fun in uh, lakeland man seriously yeah no no yeah it's it's a blast tuck you know it's yeah. it's awesome it's, good, it's, it's, fun. it's a good spot it's a good yeah. spot it's a, zach you, you've experienced grit, both grit, you and can grind. Tell grit and grind city i know but it, it's it's man because the place that we play at in lakeland is actually it's like i don't know if you played tuck at grasslands like grass it's okay yeah. it's, it's good yeah it's good it's, it's good. a good course but i mean you can the spray options it. the options that you have in arizona is just oh. absolutely oh ridiculous. there's one on every corner there's a there's a show course on every corner that's so exactly right tuck you know you mentioned when you were playing the cubs before but like you know obviously a lot of a, a lot of day games kind of stink in general but unless you're getting to a routine but like as an away player, does that make it easier when you're playing at Wrigley when you're like, oh, shit, there's going to be 45,000 people here on a Tuesday afternoon? Like, this is a little bit better than playing in front of 10,000 on a Tuesday. Like, no, does that, no, is no that like a topic of conversation as, as an away guy going into Wrigley, especially however many times a year? Oh, it, it comes up for sure. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I think it's one of, it's one of those things where it's kind of it's kind of nice to play in that environment, especially with as a visiting player when you're coming in you know, you have a bunch of day games, you may be coming off a trip where for whatever reason you had a night getaway or or a long flight, even if after a day getaway, it gives you like a little bit of a boost energy wise to come in and play in front of those people. If you're a little bit tired or whatever, it kind of gets you past that feeling of of being worn out or whatnot, but it's definitely talked about, it was talked about a lot, good and bad, you know? Um, Right. But for for sure, I was talking about no doubt. You you guys have always said like it's nice playing day games because you can actually have like you can go out to dinner, you can do other things. Where anywhere else, your day is over at twelve o'clock, basically. It's the best. Day games are the best. You can have a normal life. You can go to eat. You can enjoy the city, and it's a lot easier to have day games on the home side with everything that we have in the home mm-hmm. clubhouse and the locker room and the and the training room, the hydro and everything that it is like. You, get in the, you need to get in the sauna, you need to get the steam, you need to get whatever you do to get your day rolling. Like, it's a lot easier than the, the visiting side. That's not well, great. when coming in, coming in, especially with the old clubhouse playing day games, the my old one, yeah. God, it was terrible. It was so hard to get ready. You had like a hot tub and a half, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, probably eight ball probably making you like uh, hot dogs for <laughs> breakfast over there. Grabbing, grabbing McDonald's uh, egg McMuffins and eight hash ball. browns. Eight ball, wow. Tuck, <laughs> what a can beauty. You talk to me about switch hitting. You hit left-handed for a couple. Of, are you still hitting only lefty, or did you start hitting righty again? Uh, so I, last year I went back to it, and then in in twenty one, I just left hand is my is my natural side, and in twenty one I went to solely hitting left-handed, and then going into Detroit I went back to switch hitting thinking that it would be it would be good maybe get some more at bats or whatnot didn't end up working out for whatever reason um and I found some things I felt some things in my swing that I don't know if if it were like subconsciously or whatnot um but I felt like doing some things left on left put me in a better spot just across the board like directionally pathwise whatnot everything it kind of just put me in a better spot and when I went back to switch hitting, it was almost like I felt like I maybe neglected those, those feels or those things just because I was trying to maintain two swings and going into the off season, I was like, you know what, for me, like 
I did the left on left. I felt good. I felt confident and comfortable and felt like I had like a pretty good amount of success. Um, and then went back to switch hitting and then felt like my, I lost a little bit in terms of just my left-handed swing in general, just from a feel standpoint and a path standpoint. Um, so that I, I'm excited. I'm going back to just hitting left-handed and I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Ooh, was that a topic I, during recruiting? Sorry, Dakota. Like, was maybe. that not recruiting, but like free agency, did they add, like, was that a thing where it's like, Hey, I'm only going to hit lefty or I'm going to be a switch hitter. Uh, it, if they, th- if they asked, I was honest with them. Uh, yeah, I, sure. uh, but I didn't like, I didn't bring it up, bring it up necessarily. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I, I had a good, I had a really good conversation with AJ, um, around the trade deadline um, in Detroit last year and then kind of at after and towards the end of the year when it it was clear like what the next steps for me were and and again I would find completely fine with that that and it and it makes sense I've always been a better left-handed hitter even when I'm even when I'm switch hitting I'm naturally left-handed and the way he explained it to me was the first time that, that I'd heard it that way and it made a lot of sense to me he said I never think I don't think somebody's going to sign you solely because you're a switch hitter. And I think you'll always be paired with a right-handed hitting catcher. And so for me, the way that I that the way that I took that or understood that was the the let's see, the the, the badass lefties that you're gonna face, it's gonna be a predominantly right-handed hitting lineup, regardless of who the guy is or who, who in what position they play. And so in those moments the right-handed hitting catcher most likely is going to play and I'm not going to play over the predominantly right or the strictly right-handed hitting catcher because I switch hit. And there was like a light bulb moment for me, a light bulb moment for me where it was like left-handed is my natural side. I need, I need to put my best foot forward hitting on my natural side, knowing that it makes me feel certain things a certain way that keeps me crisper and cleaner uh, throughout the, the entirety of the year versus trying to maintain two swings. How long had it been since you faced a lefty hitting lefty when you decided to switch <laughs> years, uh, probably years, man. Yeah. I honestly, I don't, re- I don't re- even remember. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I, I will, I'll take left. I would take left handed left on left BP in those years where I was still switch hitting, um, just to feel certain things, but it in a game, I can't, I can honestly not tell you the last time yeah. it was prior to that. That's crazy. Yeah. Riz used to talk about left on left BP and he would have Hadavi, who you've probably talked to by mm-hmm. now. He would have Tommy come and throw because Tommy pitched to the big leagues. So Tommy has this like natural run on his ball and, and pretty decent life, even though he can't pick his arm up for three days after he throws BP. <laughs> but Riz would make him come out on the field and throw him uh left on left bp because he said it would lock him in um and create some different feelings for him and i i was shocked when you was like early in 21 we played you guys and lefty comes in and i'm like like what and you hit left (laughs) on left and i think i think you singled to the right side or something but you you had success doing it and i was like damn because i was thinking about myself and i was like i think i would feel like the ball's coming from behind me but i was super impressed that you stuck to it all year um and we're able to do that it was pretty cool to see especially for a switch hitter who's like at points in my career thought about like i don't know this guy's not a great matchup for me right-handed like what if i did go left right it was one of those things man like in the minor leagues i in the minor leagues i wanted to give it up like it was it 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 was a long time coming so it wasn't like a 
I've sucked right-handed for like a month. So I want to give it up. No, it was like something that, I mean, hell, I, I remember having a conversation with our hitting coordinator in double a talking about it. Like, Hey, do you like, I, it's, it's time. Like I need, I need to, I need to just focus on hitting left-handed. And obviously I didn't do it until then, but it was, uh, it, like I said, something that, that I felt like just made me a better overall hitter. Um, just focusing on hitting left-handed and, and I'm happy with it. I'm glad that I'm going back to just sitting left-handed. All right. Last thing before we let you go, I want to know coming, you just did this with Detroit. You just went to a new team, new organization, new pitching staff from the catching side. You come to a new team, new organization. What's like, what are the things that you do during spring training? Is it like a million conversations with pitching staff? We have a, we have a, just so you know, we have a staff. We don't have, we have a pitching coach. We have Hadaway, <laughs> but they, those pitchers get 85 bodies to help them get no hitters doubt. out. We no have so doubt. many humans over what, there. So How many like do hitters have? Staff? How many do you have? Ian? We got Not like two many. guys. We got nobody. We got a couple dudes. <laughs> flipping yeah, balls. Right. A couple flippers. Is that, so what's, what's the thing that like this spring, you're going to do to get to know the staff? Like, what are your keys to that? For me, I, and I said, I said it earlier when I was talking to a couple of media people where I think it's a, a lot of, a lot of things begin with just having like random conversations, you know, like trying to get to get to know like how a guy ticks. Right. Cause I think, I think that part of our job as catchers is to be part psychologist as well. So like I go, I, when I go to the mound, like I'm going to talk to Kyle Hendricks. I'm sure of this. I, I don't know this, but I'm 99.9% uh, .9 sure that I'm going to talk to Kyle Hendricks different than I'm going to talk to Marcus Stroman. I'm going to talk different to Marcus Stroman than I'm going to talk to Justin Steele. And, and like we have, and I think as catchers, you have to know that. And I think those, that, that stuff starts in just getting to know like how a guy's wired. Like, what does he like to hear? Do you like patting on the back when things are starting to go a little sideways? Or does he want me to like go out there and like jump his ass and like try to get him locked in? Like what gets a guy locked in? So I think it starts with those conversations in the, in the lunchroom, in the weight room, whatever the cases are. And then like into the bullpens and stuff, I really like to talk through bullpens. I think it's important to, for, from a catcher standpoint, just to understand like what a guy's working on, like with a certain pitch. Right. So if a guy is a guy going, specifically when he goes to his breaking ball in the, in the bullpen uh, or on the side, is it, is he working on throwing strike breaking balls a day? And if he's throwing strike breaking balls, like where do I, where do I need to set up and what does he like to see from a target standpoint? Or the opposite, is he working on like punch out swing and miss breaking balls and where do I need to set up and what, he, what does he like to see? Um, and then talk through it that way. And then I think conversations along the lines of like, Hey man, game on the line, uh, three, two count bases loaded. doesn't matter the hitter, like what's your best pitch? What are you going to? Because I think, I think a lot of times uh, I, pitchers, if they're, if, if there's some indec indecisiveness, sometimes they'll lead toward their, their, they will lean toward the scouting report versus just going with what they do the best. We had a pitching coach in Cincinnati, uh, Derek Johnson for the longest time, who I love. And I still talk to him to this day quite often, actually where hit, one of the first things he said when he came over was, I'm not here to make you guys do anything differently. I just want you guys to be great at what you're good at. And if I can get you to be great at what you're good at, I'll take my chances with, with everybody. Because at the, at the end of the day, man, like hitting so hard, and I think pitchers lose sight of that sometimes, where they try so to be hard. too perfect or, or they try to just maybe recreate something or try to 
be somebody that they're not, where at the end of the day, if you look at it as simple as, you know, as a pitcher, you know what you're throwing and the hitter has to be prepared for three or four different pitches in multiple locations. I think it's as uh, pitching is as simple as that at times where if you do what you're, what you're good at, and even if the hitter does what he's good at, I'll take my chances from a pitching standpoint that you're going to get the guy versus, versus the alternative. So I think it's it, a lot of those conversations, like I said, they, they happen just when you're not expecting to have like a get to know you type conversation, that's going to affect you down the, like down the line during the season. But for me, I try to knock them out all the time. I try to talk to as many guys as I can. I try to talk to, I'll talk to Jan a lot. I'll talk to our other catchers. Maybe there, maybe it's a double a double A invite guy that's coming over that's caught a double A prospect that potentially could be in our bullpen or in our rotation. Like, hey man, you've caught this guy a lot coming up through the minor leagues. What have you seen? Or when he's going poorly, like what's going on? Is he what's he doing? Just just trying to get as much. I've always been a guy where it's like, give me as much information as possible and let me filter it out. Let me figure out what yeah. I like that what works for me. Over time, like it's gotten smaller and smaller, the amount I know what I need now versus when I was a little bit younger. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of conversation, man. But a lot of it, like I said, happens when you're not talking about baseball and you get a kind of get a read on a guy and what he likes to do. or And then you then you can the, the baseball conversations for me are a lot shorter. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that's a really good point real quick, just about like you said, like with pitchers, like what they do great, like, okay, there's a lefty at the plate, Hendricks on the mound, this guy hammers changeup, but does he hammer Kyle Hendricks changeup? Probably that's, not. That's, that's the thing. And, and a lot yeah. of guys, I think, get wrapped up in that. It's like, well, this guy kills sliders. Well, you have uh, top 1% of the 1% sliders in the game, like you're going to yeah. throw it. Exactly. You have to. Like, yeah. If, if we go down with your change up and it's far and away your third best pitch, but the guy doesn't hit change ups, but you threw it dick high down the middle. Like, yeah. It's hard to go. It's hard to like swallow that. Right. But if you get exactly. beat, if Kyle Hendricks gets beat on a change up to, to a guy, he's a walk off homer on a change up that's executed. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, unfortunately it is what it yeah. is. You know what I mean? So for it's, sure. it's uh, I could talk about catching game call and all this, all this shit for, for hours, man. It's, but I know what you mean. Like fun. guys just get so caught up in the like scouting reports of like, Oh, he struggles with this. It's like, well, maybe that's not a good pitch for this guy. Like don't throw it. Cause if he just throws a spinner, still right. gonna hit a home run like they're good hitters no matter what even if they know and with i think pitch. i think catchers catchers get wrapped up in that myself included where mm -hmm. you in a way you you cover your ass right like well yeah. the scouting report said we need to flood the zone with changeups with this guy but it's our fourth best pitch but if i call a change up and we end up getting beat at least i have that in my back pocket well well that was the best pitch to throw the guy yeah and you lose sight of kind of like playing with your eyes or, or, or seeing, seeing what you see really, and just mm -hmm. feeling your way through the game. I think there's a, there's a fine line between that. I think you have to, especially if you've been around for a while and you have history with guys, whether it be at the plate or whether it be behind the plate, you have to kind of trust your gut and trust your eyes too. For sure. As well as this counter report. Well, one more quick thing. Do you have any tips for Ian how to play with a new gold patch on his glove since you have multiple? <laughs> it's heavy, bro. You gotta make sure make sure you break it out in spring training. Don't expect the opening day to pull it out and, and use it. You gotta get used to that. It weighs your hand down a little bit. Timing a little bit is a little bit different. <laughs> the gold patch is nice. That thing looks Hell good. Oh yeah, on the glove. it is. 
I got hey, I got asked. I got two two good stories. So to the the last thing I'll say about the pitch calling thing, I have a Michael Lorenzen who Shorty will will play with. I owe him a lot about from now knowing the understanding of what it's like to be like a almost a psychologist behind the plate. We were at Wrigley in like 15 or 16. He had I'd caught him a little bit in the minor leagues and I I'll be the first to tell you, like, the best way that I respond to coaching is when I suck, tell me I suck. Like, I don't want you to sugarcoat it. I don't want you to pat me. Like, please. Like, that's the way that I, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get through, like, a shitty spot. And so I go out to the mound. And before he even says anything, like, I, like, lit into him. And, like, dude, like, come on. We got to lock it in, whatever. And he looked me dead in the face. He said, whose team are you on? I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I never thought of it like that. Because clearly, like, I want the best for him and I want him to succeed. And I was just speaking to him the way that I would like a coach to speak to me in a time like this. And that really, like, made me think, like, wait a minute. Like, it doesn't – all guys don't respond to certain things a certain way. Like, it's counterproductive, right? And so, like, I, I told him that before we both kind of went our separate ways in Cincinnati. I owe him a lot for that. So I thought that was a – it's a cool little nugget that it that it happened at Wrigley that kind of like changed my career around yeah. a little bit. That's one of those big things you find out in spring training. Like you find out the guys you can kind of like mess with and like the guys you got to get on and the guys you kind of got to go out there and be like, Hey man, it's all right. Like you're doing fine. Like, you know, it's just different right. with each person. No doubt. And that's what kind of like made me think about the, it made me think about the psychology side mm -hmm. of it. Like I'd never thought of it that way until that moment at Wrigley, which I thought was really cool. So the other story, I, I, it's not worth time. So we're good. <laughs> and T Tuck's a big hangout guy too. So that's where a lot of good conversations also come from. No doubt. Are you a room, are you a room beers guy? What's your, what's your oh, hangout? Give me some room beers, man. Give me some room beers. Oh. Did you meet Danny Mueller yet? Did you go to Wrigley? I didn't go to Wrigley. I, I've exchanged texts with him, uh, but I haven't met him. Room beers. Room beers. You're a big wine guy, so yeah, which I'm a big wine guy as well. So. Yeah, wine guy. Danny's getting into wine too. We, we'll have plenty of bottles floating around. Stroman, Stroman's always bringing the good wine too. I thought I was. I, uh, He's Nick, rich. Nick Frangella walked me around. I think that's how you say his last name. Unfortunately, if yeah. I'm wrong, I apologize. Yeah. Um, but he he took me around everywhere during my physical and stuff, and he was just kind of giving me the rundown on oh, what guys like to drink and what <laughs> certain guys like to do. So it appears like we got a lot of wine guys, which yeah, I, I think I'll fit in pretty good then. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be good. Hey, thanks for coming on. I can't wait to get out to spring and play some golf. We're gonna be Me too, man. I'm excited. It quite. I often. just need like. But let's make sure all the bullpens in the morning, all the bullpens early. No doubt. Let's get you out of there. Let's get no you to the golf course. I appreciate that very much. And you just you're gonna need me to give me like three aside, four aside. Yep. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. Maybe one. <laughs> Really, really appreciate you coming on, Tuck. I know it was really hard to get you on. We just had to have another guy, uh, you know, reach out. But I appreciate it, you know. Yeah, man. Certain guys, go, they, they they think alike and they, they kind of do things for one another when you get to a certain spot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of teammates. I love you, Shorty. You're the best. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, talk Thanks, to me about Tuck. the Jets real quick. You don't have to put this on the podcast. Talk uh, about I'm, the actually, I'm actually muted right now. I, I don't – hey, come on. <laughs> Hey, just ask me about the Colts. It's a dumb. That's what I'm fire. saying. Yeah, I know. I, you know what, dude? It's just, it's just the same shit. It, it hurts. It just hurts. I'm about to renounce my fandom of the Colts, so I might become a Jets fan. <laughs> it was funny because me, you, and Foles were talking every week. We were just like, 
one thing after another. Then when Brees Hall got hurt because he was on your fantasy team, it was yep. just like, oh, everything no. went downhill. After oh that. no! Well, one of you two is probably getting Derek Carr. So I, I hope it's not a, the Colts. The Colts I, do not need another reach. Need another reach right <laughs> quarterback. They I, probably I, will. I'm in no position to talk about not wanting a quarterback. So. Tom Brady's going to go. He's going to no, be a Jet I, next year. I would literally no. Nope. I'd be a Colts fan. You don't want Tom Brady. No. Come on. No. You don't want the best quarterback to ever play the game. He hates Tom Brady more than any athlete. That's <laughs> last year when you we were uh, with open arms, Shorty. I think I don't know if it was twenty one or last year we did football jerseys and Robbie Grossman was like really trying to make me wear all TB twelve stuff and I was just like I'm not doing it. I am not getting on that plane with that on me. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you boys for having me. Let's do it again. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. That was awesome. You bet. Ian, I'll see you at CubsCon. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you in a week. It's gonna be fucking freezing. (laughs) Can't can't wait. Ian, you're gonna you're gonna love him. He's he's awesome, dude. That's what I mean. Like what he was saying about pitchers, like it's so true. Like all he was saying about like how you have to treat different guys and like that. Bro, it's crazy because hitting goes hitting goes the same way too. Where like Trout knows that he can't or doesn't swing well at up pitches or doesn't hit well and up in the zone. And I think a few years ago he tried to combat it, and his swing got but not bad. I can't say it. Mike Trout was bad, but swing, for but him like, it's like oh nine hundred OPS. He's grinding. No, right, but like he came out and said he's like yeah, dude. I, I he was like I worried about that pitch and like he's like now yeah. I'm just like fuck it I'm not swinging or if I get the two strikes I'm gonna Correct. try to foul it off somehow you have to throw that in that perfect little area every time he got disciplined enough to say if you don't make three pitches perfectly at the top of the zone you're not gonna get so me I I had a hitting coach reach out to me like two or three days ago and you were just kind of talking he was a new, he's a new guy and talking about like what I do well or whatever or he was like hey what do you think about on up pitches or four seams up and I was just like listen man like I try my hardest not I try to hard my hardest not to swing at him and if I do like until two strikes and he goes oh well that checks out because it says here like you literally don't swing at him like yeah the fuck would I like I don't know many people who hit four seams up in the zone very well can I ask you I want to ask you a question what do you got for me there after after you heard after you heard him talk about catching and game calling and talking to guys yes would you throw to tucker barnhart yeah absolutely he knows way more than i do tell you what he would never he do seems, then is, he seems based on what he said about always throwing your bet i would never throw a slider i'd throw four seams up and change ups down and that's all i'd ever throw and i, I th- love that I, I thought that was really interesting no he you, was he was he simplifies it yeah. Because nowadays everything's so analytical and so like, well, they struggle on this pitch and they're hitting this on this. Like, Ian, you don't like fastballs up. But if – or like you – do you hit changeups well, lefty? What don't you hit well? Backfoot sliders? No one hits backfoot uh, Yeah, high, high heaters, lefty. That's a harder – a high heater is a harder one, like – Say this guy doesn't hit high fastballs well, okay, but he missed the fastball. I will, I will the chase. I will chase run. the slider down. I will also chase the slider. And down. that's what I'm saying. The, like, say, say, like, down. oh, you don't hit sliders back foot well, oh two, okay, but he calls it for me, and I throw a spinner at the right at your top of your knees. It's 450 feet. Like, if yeah. it depends on the pitcher. Like, I always look at it the same way he does. Like, beat my best pitch. There's nothing more annoying than getting beat on like your third pitch. Cause then it's like, why did I throw that? That pitch sucks. 
You know what I mean? Like Zach doesn't love sliders. Yes. So if I hang him a slider, though, he could still hit a slider. He's not an idiot. Right, I, thought, I thought it was really cool to I thought it was really cool to hear how much he enjoys talking about pitching game call, like all that stuff. Like he's yeah. Zach, can you confirm he just loves talking about it? This dude is still mute. Dude. What are we doing? Fix oh, this, this mic's definitely huh? like unplugged. You're, dude, let's you're relax. Come on, dude. Let's relax. Can we talk about Zach's position right now? Zach is like laying down on the couch. Zach hey. mailed in this podcast um, 48 hours ago. Dude, come on. He, anyway, got Barnhart as a guest. He was like, I'm out of this fucking episode. Yes, Tucker is the perfect example of that. And you can just tell, like, watching him catch is he's always upbeat you can always like he'll block a ball and immediately ask for a new one it's not like it's just very you know he keeps the game moving he's very into the game where i'm not saying you know guys aren't into it but he just looks like he wants to be back there and he enjoys catching you know and then he's he's always making sure that we're having a team dinner he's always making sure that younger guys who are guys who aren't there all the time feeling included you know it's he, he's a homie like he is a perfect team guy and like when I saw that he was going to you guys I was like dude that's gonna be awesome especially you know guys who hang out a lot um teams that have close camaraderie like he, he's perfect for that him and Jan are gonna get along really really well yeah the best catchers are the ones that almost talk too much where you're almost like annoyed because then at least like they're trying to learn about their pitchers like if they ask you to like in spring training you need to learn everything about them like he needs to know how to handle marcus stroman in certain situations like what he wants to throw how he goes out and talks to him in a mound visit like that stuff's important when you get into the season and it's i feel like i mean i guess i don't know because i haven't talked to a billion catchers but i feel like not all catchers think the way he thought like just with like the mindset and all that no i mean there's a reason why there's a reason why he's played for so long and there's a reason why yeah, you know, I think this is what I mean. This is his second year of free agency, right? I mean, he's played uh, seven. I think it's a, I think it's the seventh season. Yeah, he, right, no, so. I signed an extent. No, he signed an extension in there somewhere, right? Oh uh, yeah, you might be right. I think he did. He's rich. He signed, a, he signed an extension with the with the Red Legs. He's, yeah. he's technically. He did, I, don't, I don't have service time. Did, or something. Nine years. Yeah, nine, nine years. Made his date. This of, is his ninth year. Tenth year coming up. This will be his tenth, but he, you know, he debuted in fourteen and played in twenty-one games. So service time-wise, this is probably his ninth, but tenth season. No, and like, there's just something to be said for those type of guys. Like, it's hard to play, obviously. For like, you would know, like you you've gone through it before. Like in nineteen, you were going through it. Like it's hard to, especially at such a demanding position. You know, like you have to be able to control a game. You have to be able to talk to guys. You have to be a leader and. Everything that I've saw, I mean, again, we didn't play very much last year, but my time on the taxi squad for basically every other week, you know, and hanging out with him, like you could just tell, like he, he wants to be there. He wants guys to get better. He is having those right conversations and he, he's just, no matter what, like he had a tough year last year for the most, like hitting wise. And you, you really couldn't tell when he was at the field. And I think that is it's you know, it's way, way easier said than done, but especially for a catcher and, and an older guy to, just to, you know, set that example, I think it, it goes a long way. Let's uh, let's give the people the Sloan screen time before we sign it off. 
Sunscreen time brought to you by Sloan. One of the nice submissions for the Kendra Scott thing, put a nice Sloan flusher in there. It was a great touch. If you're looking for automated uh, faucets, automated flushers, Sloan Valve, they're your people. Sloan Stadium, Mesa, coming soon. Cubbies will be there any minute. Uh, guys, times? Let me see. We're 53. Mine might be a little high because I've been uh, dialing into this Brian Kohlberger case. The Idaho, yeah, for uh, sure, man. For sure. What is know, it? 546. Ew. Nobody loves looking up like random like legal that's cases not, than Zach. That's not random. That's not random. I have never heard. I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't care to know. You, so let's, you, you let's get you didn't to hear, Tom's time. I don't. I don't. Know. You haven't heard about the Idaho killings? No. Come on, man. Open, read a book. Where'd Tom. you see it on Twitter? No, or in a book, book. News, newspaper. It's a book, newspaper. Fucking idiot. Telling him to read a book about current events is very funny. Object. That's like, where, where'd you read it? Like, There's no book about it available yet. Tom, last month, five ten. Mine's five ten. Five ten. That's a good day, Tom. Yeah, that is a good day. That's another. That's another statement of you belittling Tom, and I'm not here for it. I'm not. I don't. I'm feel not like, here for it. I don't. You all right over there? No. How are you belittled? Grinding my gears. I had three forty-eight. Twenty twenty-three. Zach's an angry elf. I don't like. Yeah, that. man. It's all right. Well, now, now I'm an elf. Now you're making fun of me because I'm short. I'm an elf. You have a Christmas tree back there still, and it's January third. Let's clean it up. How's your Christmas How's your Porter. swing feeling? How's your How's your swing? How's your baseball swing? You've been You've been swinging it. Yeah, I have been. It's not bad. You rake. Your hands don't sleep. No, that is that is true. Those are my two positives for Zach. For his one negative for me. We'll see you next week on uh, for episode 141 of the Compound Podcast brought to you by Parse Rum. Go have uh, some Parse and go uh, on watch this on YouTube so you can see all those submissions for the fun thing that we did on Twitter. We'll see you next week.